0: The lord about father's day and and this man's name came up in my heart he got saved here at the gathering place church and i've watched he and his wife grow into some of the, my favorite followers of christ they are so committed to jesus they have servants hearts they oversee the family needs connection if there's a need in the body they make sure that need is met And um, he is one of the best dads I've ever known. So I asked him if he would bring the Father's Day message. Phil Williams, get up here, man. Let's welcome Phil.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Go get him. Thank you.
1: Hi. Hi. You know, my main concern being up here is just to have comfort. You know, when you're comfortable up here, the delivery is a lot better. So I was nerve wracking this morning. <laughs> and uh, so at home, I know that my 13 year old Olivia, she's been up here. And she goes up here and sings on a whim. So I asked her, I said, What do you do so you're not so nervous up there? And she responds, Well, I just focused that I'm singing for the people and not for myself. I was like, okay. <laughs> I am... That was... I needed that. All right? I needed that. So happy Father's Day. Is that better? I'm not echoing as much. I want to first thank the dads. You know, I'm a pro-dad. I'm a dad myself. I've been a dad since I was 20, and I'm old now, and, uh, you know, I've seen it, I've seen it, so it's not easy being a dad, it isn't, so I just want to thank the fathers in this room today, I want to thank you, I'll be fine. So, it is not easy being a dad, you know, the Lord is not short of commandments for fathers. You know, the first commandment is be the head of a household. I mean, that is an undertaking. To, to super dads, that's different. But to 98% of us, that's, that's huge. That's a huge responsibility. And we take it seriously. It's the Lord that, that um, commanded that. And we have to figure out what that looks like. What that looks like in our own household, you know, we got to figure it out. There's a lot of trial and error, believe me. And uh, you know, the dynamic of each home is is different. So you got to figure that out. I'll give you an example. In my household, everybody's a girl. Christina is a girl. My daughters are girls. I have two schnauzers that are girls. And now we have 16 hens. <laughs> I'm kind of craving for your laugh, Adrina, so you give me a little confidence. There you go. Come on. Give it to me, Adrina. So, but you know, I think one is a rooster now, huh? Mm, so I'm getting a little bit more company there. But, you know, it's it's tough having girls. Um, it's like heading a group of aliens from Venus, and I'm a Martian. Ha, ha, ha. You know the book. Yeah. So. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story of something that you shouldn't do as a dad. So um, one weekend, Christina and Riley was going to a conference, was it? A women's church conference, right? So they went and I'm all by myself at home and I'm like excited there was a ball game. It was an important ball game. I think it either was the World Series or the Final 4 or something like that. Uh, and so I was just like in heaven sitting down just rooting my team, right? And then they knock on the door and they come in and man, I can hear the excitement in their you know voices and they're just like, "Oh, it's so just like coming from from a mountaintop, you know?" And I'm like, Ugh, just like the wrong time because it's the crucial part of the game. So I'm like, wow. And, you know, they're very pushy sometimes, so they wanted me to hear it. <laughs> sometimes. I just, sometimes. So I had to be respectful, and I paused it and uh, tried my best to move my attention to them and they're telling me this and it was about your dreams coming true right something like that am i right what what are your dreams and dream big right so christina told me her dreams and so riley (laughs) why was that funny why was that funny uh so it was riley's turn this is Yeah, it was Riley's turn. So she's telling me, Riley, Riley's 23 now at that time. I don't, 22, I'm sorry. I'm doing good. I got a lot of time too. I'm going to give you a little breather here. Okay. Oh, I, okay, sir. Yes, sir. And how, how are you doing now? That, that was the dad saving a dad. Boom. Okay. Boom. So she's telling me of her dream husband. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to listen to this one. All right. So I focus. I listen to her. He has to be godly. Great. I, I am, you know, all for that. Right? And then... So I'm thinking the window, godly, you know, there's a lot of ungodly men, so godly. Um, He has to be good looking, and all of a sudden the window cut in half. Not that, you know, I mean, in her mind. What's good looking in her mind is not necessarily good looking in everybody's mind. He has to be, and then the next one is he has to be uh, fit, you know, physically fit. Wow, it's getting smaller. The window's getting smaller. And then lastly, I think, oh, has to be smart. Hmm? <laughs> and then, yeah, well. And then the last thing she said, t- she said, I remember, was that he has to want to travel or like traveling. That's when I had to step in. And I told her, uh, honey, I think you're looking for a unicorn. <laughs> Needless to say, my night was done after that. I experienced a little wrath from my wife. I mean, they were high. I just bust their bubble. So anyway, that's, not, that's something that you shouldn't do. Uh, be positive. Encourage. <laughs> that's just one. And the next one is, the, the Lord also commanded us to love our counterparts, the moms. <laughs> And some days are better than others. I mean, it's just true, you know. (laughs) Some days are better, but more better days than bad, I should say. But, you know, we have to love our wives like Jesus loves the church. That's also a huge undertaking. You know, um, we have to deal with work too and providing for the family. And we can't really be successful on our own, we need our family's cooperation. Our team. You know, even God has a team. I mean, he has the best team. He has Jesus. He has Holy Spirit. <laughs> he has the angels. And he has you, the saints. You know, and he needs their cooperation. So I would say t- for today, cooperate with your dads. You know, and it's simple. You know, man, men in general just likes to be respected. We like to be trusted and honored. And it's just once in a while. It doesn't have to be every single day. So honor them today, okay? All right. So let's get to the message. I have a a couple of scriptures in that. That's all I have. So 1 John 3.1, NIV. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are children of God. There's no doubt about that. He is our Father. And in Ephesians three, fourteen through sixteen, the passion translation I like. It's it's very passionate. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect father of every father and the child in heaven and on earth. And I pray. I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being and his divine might and explosive power. That's incredible. And I pray that you guys, after this message, realize that. You know, I personally am a very relational guy. I like to... to. Uh, connect with people with fathers, with dads we had a Father's Eve uh, breakfast Saturday and I felt the connection with Chris Paplava and Augie uh, I don't know Augie's last name but with that name you don't need a last name <laughs> come on Adrina <laughs> you're in my group you gotta you got recognize a joke just laugh Thank you, Aggie. And I'm the same with God. I want to relate with Him, you know. And it's tough relating with the Father, the Almighty Father. It's kind of hard to relate with someone that created the heavens and earth, you know. I mean, but, but, coming from my perspective, How we love our children is the closest we can experience or relate to the Father's love for us. You all agree? The Father loves the Father. I will argue that that's his favorite thing to do. And so do I. I would say that is one of my favorite things. Besides loving my wife, Christina... I mean, I, I grew up in the Philippines, and there's not a lot of women that look like Christina in the Philippines, right? <laughs> so still today, I sit down, and I look at her blue eyes and her blonde hair and her beautiful smile, and I just find myself simply dumbfounded. I mean, dumbfounded. Really. Look that up in a dictionary. Dumbfounded is a very dis- good description of that feeling. So... So now I will be vulnerable before you and talk about the intricate ways I love my children so we can relate that to the Father's love for you. Okay? So me and Christina, uh, we had previous marriages. So my first marriage I had Phil, Jr. He's right here. Yep. He's 32 years old. Right? Mm-hmm. I messed over. And then I have Jessie, Jessica, from my previous marriage. She's 31 years old. Yes, that's Jessie. You know her. And then I have Christopher, who some of you know. Maybe Chris. You remember Christopher? He's 26. And then uh, Christina has Riley from her previous marriage, who's 22. And we both have Olivia together. She's 13. All right? So let's start with Phil. Phil Jr. Let's start with you. Uh, he's awesome. And, I mean, Phil, you got to understand. I'm going to just walk over a little. Because she also advised me to watch the cameras. So, I mean, Olivia. Phil, I was 20 when I had Phil. Can you imagine? I mean, I have a daughter who's 22. I was 20 when I had Phil. He was the guinea pig, man. (laughs) He was. All that knowledge and all that wisdom that I applied to my other children, I learned from Phil. (laughs) All the mess-ups and all that. And uh, like me, Phil married up. He he, he married up, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You know, he married Rosie. And she's nothing but a blessing. She loves God. She loves her children and she loves Phil. And she loves me because she blessed me with these two. These two. Look at that. They love each other. Look at how they, they really, even when they argue, they love each other. And Phil is awesome too. He's so, I would describe, um, ambitious. Phil is ambitious, he's always looking forward uh, to you know, moving forward or get bettering himself. And another thing I like about him is if he needs advice, he knows to go to me. He goes to me. He doesn't necessarily follow the advice, (laughs) but he goes to me. He's an awesome guy. But he wasn't always like that. (laughs) He wasn't always like that. And for you to have teenagers, you will know what I'm talking about. When he was a teenager, he felt like he was the man. And... uh, I asked you if there's by the way, this is all past everything that I'm gonna talk about, and I did talk to my children about it and asked them permission if I can share it. So he was in that situation where he felt like he was an adult and he can do it on his own. So there were some rules in the house that he just stopped listening to. You know, and I told him, look, you know, take advantage of me, because rent here is free, and food is free, and all you gotta do is cut the grass, pick the weeds. You know, do what Christina says once in a while, and you're good. But he, <laughs> he, uh, he had his ideas, right? So he left. So he left. So during that time, I did my very best to support my son. He's my son. I've had him since I was 20, and it really hurt me that he left, but um, I'm not a forceful guy. I'll let you do what you want to do. So he went, but during that time, I called him up, uh, you know, and when he was in Florida, I visited him. Um, I helped him somewhat financially a little bit. You know, I, best, I did the best I can, I could at that time. And, you know, bottom line is I supported him during that time of what I thought was rebellion, right so you know you can do what you can do as a dad so one day he calls me up and up to that day this must have been the most mature conversation I ever had with Phil and he was telling me that he messed up that he wants to come back and then he commenced telling me the reasons why I should take him back I didn't really hear that Because in my mind, I was ready to take him back the day he left. You know? I love him. I love him. And, you know, my question to you is, are you running away from God? Are you hindering your relationship with him? God is the same way to you. He's the same way to you. Although you have made some poor decisions, maybe have sinned in your life, he will support you during that time. He will. And he will take you back. So just turn around. You'll be surprised if you turned around. You'll be surprised if you bumped into him because he's right there just waiting for you to, you to come back. So that's how I relate with my experience with Phil with the Father's love. Now let's talk about Jessie. Jessie is more known as Catherine, and I love it because the people that call her Catherine are not very close to her. (laughs) They're friends. But family calls her Jessie, and you know what? Here in this church, she's known as Jessie, and I like that. Jessica has just been lately, she's just been having, I mean, the Lord is just showing up in her life just every month. There's some miracle. There's some testimony. She has a testimony here that we're believing in that he's, she will share here maybe next month. And I, I just love how, you know, she, she's just open to me being a father to her. She's basically my neighbor. I see her every day. I see the blessing of my twin every day, look at this guy <laughs> he does everything I do, so I gotta be really careful, and he's only the the only other dude in the house, so but uh Jesse was um you know she's really got involved with the church and I really loved that watching her grow in Christ. But, you know, I was divorced when she was seven. So my only chance to be a full-time father for, to her was until she was seven. So from seven till really recently, I haven't really been full-time dad to her. She was like in the East Coast, but I did my best, again, just like Phil. I went and called her up. I visited her during important days, like her graduation. Oh, six, you remember that? '6, you remember? <laughs> you know, and her birthdays, her 16th birthday, I was there. And, but there's so much you can do. I pretty much had a long-distance relationship with my own daughter and you pray about that you pray about it and my prayer was answered Phil somehow I don't know what you did but you convinced her to move to California and she had thought about it and she started calling me and during that time I was trying to convince her yes it makes sense for you to move down here because I'm here and you have my support your brother's here the cousins are here It's a no-brainer. But she's coming from South Carolina where rent is like $95 a month. (laughs) And she's like, Dad, it's kind of tough. But somehow she moved. And so when she moved here, I was just so excited because it was my time to be a dad to her. This was my time to be a father to her. Full-time dad, man. I'm there every single step. Maybe I'm crossing a little bit, pushing. Up. But, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. The things that you can do when she's close to you as a father, is just incredible. One time she called me when she was in South Carolina. Her car broke down. She calls me, and I'm in California. Dad, my car broke down. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I can support you. Honey, just be strong. Some guy's probably going to come over. or Some angel's going to come over and fix your car. (laughs) You know, I can't really do much. But here it happened. Her car broke down. And I'm telling you, within minutes, she calls me. Within minutes, there was my tow truck guy picked it up. Within minutes, I had a replacement car for her to get back on the road. Her Her car's getting fixed by my mechanic. And she's just like, life just moved on. See? That's just something that I could do because she's around. You know what I mean? So. Do you need to be closer to God? Everybody. I think even myself, I can use a little bit better relationship with the Father. Father bottom line with her story is we have to be close to god for us to experience his full goodness his full goodness you might be having a relationship with him right now but you're not experiencing his full glory that he has planned for you unless you are literally living next door okay so be close to god He's not a forceful God, so he's not going to force himself to you. He gives you free will. So you have to be the one to walk up to him and and, uh, improve that relationship. Jesse, that's my Jesse. Anyway, let's move on to Riley. Riley is so much fun. She brightens up our home. She's here for the summer. And I tell you, it's just like She's over there all the time, you know. I mean, she just makes us laugh. She should really be a comedian. And, I, you know, I'm prophesying right now. <laughs> she, she should. She should try that. Her, her humor is kind of dry but super clean and just so funny. She's a master of Instagram. If you ever have her account... Look at it. She has the best timing on Instagram. So somehow or another, she gets me on my worst moments. And I'm her number one star. (laughs) Am I wrong? Or yeah, I probably am. She's like such a blessing to us. I mean, she's such a godly woman. And her church, she did nothing but serve. I mean, I didn't even see her. I was kind of arguing with her. You should really spend more time with us than serve the Lord. Mm. How's that? How's that, you know, okay. But now she's uh, going to college in Canada, a Christian college. What's the name of the college? Tr- Trinity, Trinity Western. And we're happy for her. But her issue with me and her, right, she calls me pops. When we, per- when we got married, she was three years old. She was five? Sorry. <laughs> I should stop the ages. <laughs> anyway, we had our own vows for our children. So I had my vow for her and I told her from now on you're gonna call me Pops. So she calls me Pops, even when she's mad. Pops. Right. But but I think what she struggled with was that she wasn't a Williams. She's a stepdaughter. So therefore, everybody around her is a Williams. Her mom is a Williams. Our dog's last name is Williamses. (laughs) She's a Williams. Um, She's around Williamses. So there's some type of insecurity that came with that. She really thought that I didn't love her as much because she's a stepdaughter. You know, I favored my Williams side. Which is not true. I, I, and the whole time she's growing up, I'm fighting and fighting to prove that to her. But at the same time, you gotta be a disciplinarian too, right? So she got disciplined. I'm sure she remembers. I'm still praying for that um, traveling man for you though. But um, that's her struggle, right? And uh, I tried to fix that by when Olivia was born we named her Olivia Rose because Riley's middle name is Riley Rose. So there goes, cancel out the name thing, the rose ties her into the Williams. That's what I thought. (laughs) But you know, when she's, how old were you when she was born? Because I'm not going to guess. Huh? Ten. When you're ten, you don't get that. What? All right. But through the years, as Olivia grew up, she started to see that the rules that applied for her, applied for Olivia too. So Olivia was getting in trouble for the same reason she got in trouble, right? And I think she's starting to realize, wow, Pops is actually being fair, right? And now that she's going to college, she's really very needy lately. (laughs) She's just really needy. But, (laughs) yes. Thank you. <laughs> She's very needy. You know, and I'm providing for her. I mean, she sees that I'm there to care for her. I want the best for her. The decision to go to the Christian college. I, you know, I was rooting for that. Her car issues, all this stuff. She's starting to realize that I loved her just as much as I love my other kids. And today she realizes that. So with that realization... I tell you, she has a skip in her step. uh, Chin is higher a little bit, and she's super confident. And it makes her a better, to me, a better sister. Because she actually can sister her little one without any vices, any spites. You know, oh, you're a Williams. I'm going to dog you out, you know. But she's just realizing that. And she's came to that conclusion But I love her. And her asks too. Let me bring that up. Her asks are getting bigger because of her confidence. Okay? I mean, she's short of asking me for a brand new car. All right? So let me ask you do you need more confidence in your relationship with God? He loves you, and he's a fair father. This is what I say about Riley 's situation. Once we have confidence that God truly loves us, we can have that peace and better understanding of who He really is. We'll also have a much better, uh, better prayer life because we 're just bold to, to have those big asks with the K. big asks.) <laughs> love it, love it I'm trying to slow down because we had some time but anyway her, you know, lack of confidence Riley, let's move on with with Olivia who is far from having that problem okay, (laughs) completely to the right she so much confidence she'll walk right through this hole right here and uh as you know her, probably just as much as you know, uh, Olivia is just kind of like the Ators. you guys are just like task takers. yeah, I want to achieve this and be good. I want to achieve this to be good. This one, this one, this one. Kind of like overachievers, kind <laughs> of. Somebody, somebody' smiling at me. Our dear friend, part of the family, Ava. Um, Yeah, she's like, man, she's got theater, right? That takes up so much time. She's got singing lessons, piano lessons. She writes songs. She has dance lessons. She has to give dad some time, you know, it's part of the deal, to love me. And then she has school. And she's really, I mean... She's doing real well in school. How do you juggle all that? I just don't. I'm not the guy. You know, she somehow juggles it and does really well. So for Olivia, because I'm self-employed, I am the one that has the time to pick her up wherever she's at, drop her off. And I have to say that, and I'm not... Bragging about the businessman thing. I'm just making a point. I'm partnered with somebody with Harold over in Temecula a car dealership, and it's not a rinky-dink car dealership. We're not like a 10-15 car dealership. We have 100, between 110 and 120 pieces of inventory there at one time, and we rotate from between 50 and 60 cars. That's, you know, and it's just me and him. So it, it keeps me busy. Is my point. You know, I'm trying to run a business. So I would be in Orange County and Riverside trying to buy cars in San Diego, right? But then at the same time, I do have Olivia's schedule. But let me tell you this. I could be in Orange County dealing with a car that I'm just drooling over and I know I'm going to make a profit on and trying to negotiate that deal. And if it's time to leave so I can pick her up by 3 in Escondido, I'm gone. I drop that negotiation, and I go. I pick her up on time. And with theater and all that, the problem is not just a drop-off. you got to pick her up too, right? So if it's two hours long, I'm really kind of hands-tied during those two hours. I have people to see, you know, places to go. I have stuff to do, but I prioritize her schedule. I actually work my schedule around her schedule. And Christina is really good at reminding me what her schedule is. (laughs) She is. It's like memorize that by the next day. So... Are you doubting that God can move mountains for you? Are you doubting that? I mean, I know He can probably do one thing or another, but actually move, physically move a mountain for you. Because in Olivia's case, God, to God's eyes, you, you are his priority. Not anybody else. He is busier than me. He created a universe. He's got a universe to run, but... He will take the time for you. He will take the time for you. And his timing is perfect. It might not be your timing, but he is always, he will never be late. Like I've been a couple of times. He will never be late. So I only have five children, and Christopher's my last one. And uh, Christopher and I have developed a relationship, you know, recently that I just treasure. I treasure. I mean, we have so many similarities. His brain, his love for numbers. Yeah, I don't look like a guy that loves numbers. But yeah, we have that. We have that commonality. And we talk, you know, and this guy can go to MIT if he wanted to. He has that smarts. But he chose to join the Navy. <laughs> right? Well, I should say, he chose to sh- join the Navy. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, dads always have like, what, Navy? You know, I was in the Navy for years. And whoever's been in the Navy here, Navy guys, yeah. And, you know, that's your, that's your influence with your children. Man, I came home, and I would goof around. I mean, just goof around. Come home from a deployment. He goes, Dad, what happened? Well, I can't really tell you because it's top secret. <laughs> I think he went with that. I mean, I think he went with that. He actually works for... Uh, he has a top secret clearance. He works over in Langley. NSA. <laughs> See, I have a tour of corrections here, too. I love it. But he's he's... Um, And he's really putting his best foot forward. And a lot of people join the Navy and they say, okay, six uh, six years, four years. No, he he wants, his goal is to be a master chief. And he's going to get it. He's a lifer dog is what we call him. He's going to be a lifer dog. But there was a time when Christopher and I, when he was a teenager, had a disagreement about something. I felt strongly about that, my side, and he felt strongly about his side. And as a dad, you try to influence him into the, into the side that you think he should be. And he wrote me an email, and uh, he basically told me why he's on that side, and then, why he doesn't want to be on my side and da dot da, 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 da wrote me a letter. And after that email, he shut me out of his life. I mean, completely shut out. The first month or two he wasn't picking up my phone calls. I thought it was a joke. Ah, he'll get over. It. Three months later, ah, he'll get over it. After six months of not hearing from my son, it, it was just. To me, it was just over For me, it was a realization that he is choosing to be fatherless. Right? He's made that choice. I'm not going to be part of his life. He's made that choice. And when I realized that as a dad, I'm like, forget about the disagreement. I really, what were we disagreeing about again? Because I don't care for that. All of a sudden, I didn't care for that disagreement. I just wanted him back. I just wanted my son back. You know, and it's hard for me, and there's a lot of situations out there. This is just one child. The father has so many children out there that is choosing to be fatherless, is choosing to be... to ignore him... and it broke my heart really that's bottom line with chris it broke my heart the only the last time i got heart broken was when i was a teenager and my girlfriend broke up with me and you know it was just really crying like what you know this is the end of the world that's exactly how i felt and that's how the father feels for you is god not part of your daily life Haven't you asked him into your life? God wants a relationship with you regardless of who you are. Regardless of who you are. He wants you as you are. Just come on in as you are and have a relationship with me. I'm not going to judge you. He is the perfect father. So I suggest you trust in him because he loves you that much. See, if I feel the feel that a lot of you guys know can love my children that much, man, it's just really overwhelming to think how the Father loves you. Let me end with this. The realization of God's eternal... And everlasting love for you will, the second part of the Passion Translation, unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Amen. I hope I touched your hearts today. Thank you so much.
0: awesome such a great message phil and thank you children for allowing uh your family to be made vulnerable um, for our benefit and for our growth that transparency is what makes the gospel powerful and uh my kids are the victims of that every sunday and uh, but um, I make sure that I have permission <clears throat> because um, it is risky to be exposed like that. But it is what makes the gospel powerful because it's real. We're all imperfect. We're all struggling. We're all we're all slugging it out together. And one of the one of the one of the characteristics of our church that people comment on the most is that it is real. And it causes everybody to realize nobody's posing around here. Nobody's trying to impress one another. We're just loving Jesus together, and we are in lockstep helping each other and encouraging each other. And so uh, really thank you guys for allowing Phil to share with such authenticity. And that last point is critical. Critical. Are you one in here today that has chosen to be spiritually fatherless? One of the most powerful points Phil made was that if you were to turn around, God is right there. He's right there. But literally, you could go to hell, and He will allow you, because He's given you free will, and He would weep as you do. Or you could turn around, and He's right there. Jesus said it this way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that about himself. And there's only one way to prove that that's true, and that is if you were to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You have to turn around and say, I'm willing to receive Christ as my Savior. The second you do that, the Father in heaven says, all right, your sins are completely wiped out. I will never remember a sin you've ever committed ever again. My son paid the price for you so that you could become one of my sons as well. Is that you today? Do you need to come to Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Do you need to come to the son of God so that you can become a son or daughter of God? If so, I want to pray for you right now. Would you just close your eyes where we are? If that's you, and you need to come to the Father through the Son, Jesus, and you want me to pray for you, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Just raise it straight up in there and say, that's me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to pray for you. Would you just raise your hand high so that I can see it and say, I need to come to the Father. I've chosen to be spiritually fatherless, but today I want to give my life to God. I want to know the peace and the love of my heavenly Father. At that, you would just raise your hand where you are. Some of you today, you're distant from the Father, and you need to come back to Him. Maybe you've had a disagreement with Him, and you've just decided that being distant is better, but it's not working for you. You've lost your peace. Maybe it's shame where you don't think the Father would receive you back, but He will. If that's you and you want to come home to the Father today, would you raise your hand where you are? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for I see your hand right, right back here. Anybody else raise their hand and say, that's me. I need to come back to the Father. I'm trying to do it on my own, and I need to come back home. Anybody else raise your hand and say, that's me. I need to come close to the Father again today. Okay, let's pray together just pray this prayer out loud from your heart say dear god just say it out loud with me say dear god i thank you for this message on the father revealing who you truly are and i come to you today without fear because you love me and i'm asking that our relationship be closer than ever. Okay, now I'm gonna pray a special prayer for those of you with father wounds. Father, I pray that this message will bring healing to the hearts of those who have not had fathers or did not have the fathers that they needed. I pray today, Father, as they walk out of here, they will feel whole and complete because they know that you've been their father from the very beginning of time. I pray they feel the love of the Father in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. They can feel that joy and that peace. I'm thinking about what Phil said about Riley. Once she realized that Phil loved her her boldness and confidence soared. That's the way it is with you, Father. I pray that for everyone in this house, God, that we as sons and daughters would not be spiritual orphans, but that we would know that we are loved by the Father completely. In Jesus' name. Now, for those of you that raise your hand to come to Christ or to come back to the Father, I would love to pray with you. I want to be right down here, right by this pony. Just half wall the short wall the small wall right here on the front of it and i would love to pray with you i'm gonna ask the prayer teams to come down front maybe some of you have some father wounds that need prayer the holy spirit can do a supernatural work like that fast if you come down and let them pray with you you could walk out of here even healed up even that much more and uh for the visitors it was great having you here today we'd love to have you come back next week and I'd love to see you guys a Friday in the park. Where we can hang together as a family and have some great fun. So let's all stand. I'm just going to pray a parting prayer. Father, we thank you for your Father's heart. I bless your people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And today as we honor dads, Father, we mostly honor you because, it's because of you that we are here. We love you. We love each other. In Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. 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 Thank you, Phil. That was a great message.